So came in here to talk NBA and that's fully what I still plan on doing, but my phone is now blowing up because Dak Prescott finally signed a deal to remain the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And it's been interesting over the last 30 minutes. Adam Schefter keeps tweeting different things. We're looking at a four-year, $164 million deal. The first year the first three years averages forty-two million. But here's the crazy thing: the deal includes 66 million to sign which is the highest ever passing russell wilson by one million dollars and 75 million in year one the most in nfl history kate killos here we're going to give a proper introduction in a second but kate if we're going to say hey look you're going to average 42 million in your first three but in year one you're going to get 75 that means this year two and year three, you're going to get significantly less than the same number every year. And I'm just trying to figure out, okay, give them a lot on the top, then it gets lower and lower. Does that help them spread the monies out later? And for the roster, I just can't figure out like where the compromise came in. That, that's, that's my one guess. I haven't read anything yet of that's where the compromise came. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, well, it sounds like... Um... Dak just had a big, a big, gruesome injury, right? And yet they still wanted to pay him, respect him for the work that he's done and the work that he can do prior or later on in his career. But with with big injuries like that comes lasting effects, mm-hmm. especially in a sport where you're on your feet so much as in football. And so, um, you know, just like you said, just off the top of my head, this seems like a deal where he's making less money in the future Let's reward him for what he's done in the first year, and let's let's get him signed to a longer term so we can still use him. But in the future, if his body does depreciate quicker than we want it to, hey, guess what? We're only in the books for $20 million instead of 40 Right, and if you're Dak and you have any worry at all about that ankle, about that foot, about that leg, hey, get it while you can, exactly. right? Get it in that first year. Adam Schefter keeps tweeting things out like every five, ten minutes that adds new details to this, so... Here's, here's the one 11 minutes ago, Adam Schefter on Twitter. Dak Prescott's deal is actually a six-year deal that voids to four years so as to help the Cowboys against the cap. Uh, I want to get to one other that talked about they're going to tag him one more time. Here it is. Cowboys are still placing the franchise tag on Dak Prescott, pra, Dak Prescott on Tuesday as a procedural matter, which means they cannot tag him again in the future. The deal includes a no-trade clause and a no-tag clause. That's so confusing. <laughs> Wait, so what, is it, what, what does it mean by it's a six-year deal that voids to a four? I have no idea. I have no idea. But, okay, and then, and then here's another thing. As we talked about, just got injured. You know, broke yeah. his leg bad. Why was this not done before last season? Like, why is now the time to do that? Mm-hmm. What, was Dax Camp wanting too much? Mm-hmm. And then they finally, because of this, kind of lessen their price? Or I, I, it doesn't make sense well, on the why, timeline of this. Yeah, so why is the time to do it? Well, we saw what life looked like without him, did we not? Oh, man, the, year, the, the one year you could win the division on a little cakewalk. 
Mm-hmm. And the and the quarterback carousel and the star Cade couldn't get it close no. to done. Couldn't get it close to done. And so it showed him it showed the whole organization the value. I think we saw how much he meant to everybody on October eleventh when he got hurt, the way he, the whole team responded, the way the arena responded, the way the other team responded. So I mean this guy and that's not not what this podcast is about, so I'm about to stop. I'm excited that I'm excited that we got Dak signed. That that's our guy. I've said it for a long. You remember that intro I used to have? Oh, yeah. That's our guy, Cade. And I believe in him. I think he has all the intangibles. I think he might be the best leader in the NFL at the quarterback position. He's the kind of guy you want to get behind and run with. Okay. And so that's why, that's why this deal comes out. We're talking about a tib-fib fracture, correct? With the, yeah, both of them, I think. With the, uh, with the injury. Well, clean. I would, have to, I would have to double check on that. I know he broke his ankle and dislocated it. Okay. I so, think it's more ankle. I said, yeah, okay. but I think it's more ankle now that I back up. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like that's worse than a tip fib. You think so? I feel like they usually say like a, a clean tip fib break is kind of, is easier to recover from than even like ACL or something, mm-hmm. you know? I know it was more ankle. Well, that's... At, at first I was hoping it was just a dislocation, but it was a break. But I mean, all reports say he's just, he's healing so well and responding well and he, he's going to be good. Like I think... I think he's probably close to good right now. Yeah. I remember a port a couple months ago. You know, if they had to play games in March, Dak could probably do pro- it. could probably do it. But Dak Prescott, very Cowboys Nation welcomes you back. And we're so happy that you're gonna be here to stay. Cade Killo, proper inter- introduction. Has his own podcast, Presidential Suite. This isn't our first podcast we've done together. It's not our last. Good friend of mine. Uh, you came on here a long, long time ago, maybe my fourth or fifth one. Like in 2018, you were still in Colorado. <laughs> called still in. in high school, yeah. Yeah, still in high school. Now you're closer to being done with college. My goodness, man. You know, it was weird. So I was, that was my senior year, or maybe the summer after my senior year of high school. And then my freshman year, a student here came up to me, and we were talking about the Eastern Western Conference Finals. It was NBA playoffs around that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a student here at LC came up to me. He's like, hey, listen to your episode with Keegan on, on Keegan's podcast. Oh, really? And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. And he's like, yeah, everything you said was wrong. And just like proceeded <laughs> to roast me for the next 10 minutes about how wrong I was. And I was like, eh, my, you, who what, was my a bad. student? I mean, you don't have to say, but it was a student yeah, here. Yeah, That's it was. so funny, man. Yeah. That is so funny. Well, hey, look, we've gotten, we've gotten better since then. Our technology has gotten better since then. We're not on a phone from Texas to Colorado. Yeah. You know, we're... We're here in the flesh, but man, I'm glad you're here. And look, uh, we came here not to talk about Dak, which I'm very thankful for yet again. I'll say that. But we came here to talk the NBA, like yeah. a, like a mid-season check-in. The All-Star game just happened last night, and and we're here to talk about the NBA. Something you and I discuss a lot. I know you follow it follow it closely. And I'm gonna start here. Okay, bear with me. And. I'm going to do that thing that's going to be annoying, but listen, I, I do have some sources. You could ask my cousin Josiah. You could ask uh, Andrew Luna. I had this take. I had this take before I saw Nick Wright have this take today, okay? Mm. I had this take before I saw Nick Wright have it. I, I had it for a couple weeks, if not three to a month, uh, when talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Josiah and I were talking about the Brooklyn Nets and... the. Okay, here's the deal. They annoy me, Cade. They frustrate me. Uh, they are the thorn in my side. And yes, I'm an emotional fan as it comes to basketball. Everyone knows by now I'm a LeBron James advocate. I want to see him succeed. I want to see that legacy get flexed, right? I want to see it get bigger, better all the time. And so the Brooklyn Nets are annoying to me. And here's why, okay? And, and I wasn't surprised at all. 
I wasn't surprised at all. After LeBron wins the championship in 2020, just last October, you know, hey, what happens after LeBron wins championships? Well, super teams sprout up in other places in the league. Hey, LeBron, congrats on winning. Guess what? You cannot run it back normally. You cannot run it back with the same scenario that you had last year. You know why? Because we are going to have to do something to try and stop you. And there is a track record of history that points to this. Okay? I just said the most recent example. I'm going to say it again in a minute, but I'm going to walk you through this, Kate. Okay? 2007, Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron makes his first NBA Finals, blows through the East with arguably his, his worst roster ever. Right, gets there, ultimately falls to the Spurs. You know what happened after 07? How about that super team in Boston? Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. They emerge. What are we going to do about this young guy from Akron? He just destroyed all of us. We've got to do something about it. Super team in Boston formed, right? 2012, gets his first championship in Miami. Now this one, this next example, it didn't work out. But you know what happened out in LA? Nash, Dwight Howard. Kobe, right? They got together. They got together. Oh, man, this guy, these Heat, I don't know if we're going to be able to stop them. Let's get this super team together. That one didn't work out. I don't need to go very far and remind you what happened in 2016, right? Kyrie and LeBron come back from 3-1, the greatest championship ever, in my opinion. They get it done. Us as LeBron fans, we're just on top of the world. This is incredible. This is amazing. They just did it. I think they can do it next year. I'll never forget July 4th, 2016, Kane, when Kevin Durant made his decision, right? Completely interrupted the balance of power in the league, right? And yeah, that one worked. That one worked very, very well. And here we are just this last year, 2020, LeBron out in LA gets another one done. Gets another one done. Can we just run it back? Can we just keep... I loved, the, I loved where the league was at as far as the balance of power. We were looking at a league of duos. We were looking at a league of duos. And I'll, we can talk about those later. But that's what it was. And then all of a sudden, I'll never forget where I was sitting January 13th and I look at my phone. James Harden traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And it's just like, of course. You know, <laughs> of course he was. And, and I'll be, I'm obviously emotional. That's kind of how I am. But I'll tell you why it bothers me. Michael Jordan didn't have to deal with any of this game. No. The dude had three, I mean, excuse me, had two three-peats in the 90s, and there was no shifting. There was no, oh, man, what are we going to do to stop him? You didn't see Isaiah Thomas and, uh, and Joe Dumars and them go get, hey, can we get Carl Malone? You know, there after they beat him, there wasn't any of that. And so... It bothers me for a, a couple of reasons. I want to see, obviously, LeBron get to six championships if, if that's something he can do. I'd love to see that. And I think right now he's sitting in a window where that's possible, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 and the league is way different. And people are, someone already told, yeah, LeBron started it, going out to Miami and, and that super team. Maybe. I would push back, well, the 08 team in Boston, right? I'm about to kick it to you, Cade. I'm not convinced the Nets is going to work as the Golden State Warriors worked, but I will tell you this. I'm very frightened of them, and I'm very annoyed with them because I would have rather James Harden do something different and, and keep the league of duos as it was. Yeah, well, the thing is with the Nets versus the Warriors team is the Warriors were just as good on defense as they were on offense. You know, defensive player of the year, Draymond, 
Green. You know, Steph Curry, an underrated defensive player, I would say. He gets he gets kind of harped on for not being a good defensive player, but he you know he's not a guy that's going to take your best player and lock him down. He's a team defender, mm-hmm. and that and that's what the the Golden State Warriors as a whole did. Um, and, and when you look at this Brooklyn team, you know you can see him buckle down and play defense for five minutes, and 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 that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I don't know if we we're going to get in this later, but with the signing of, of Blake Griffin just happening, I don't know why they would do that. I don't think that's I don't think that's the kind of player that they needed to add on their team to make them better. Here, here's my thought on Blake Griffin. If you look at all the numbers, it supports exactly what you just said. Oh, he's down. He's not shooting as good. He's not efficient. He's not getting to the foul line. He's just pulling threes. He's inefficient. Y- yeah. Two years ago, he was really good, though. And also, uh, Jeff Green who I've watched very closely for multiple years, was on that team with LeBron in 18 against the Warriors in the finals. Jeff Green looks amazing yeah, with this Brooklyn really Nets team. And I, so I think there's something, too. Oh, you have three of the top five scorers all on the floor at one time. Well, So I'm not going to worry about Jeff Green. And look, he's an NBA player, so he's going to be able to do what he wants to do when no one's really worried about him, right? I they just and so I wonder will Blake Griffin's gonna be good, Cade? No, he's no. gonna be. Look, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, him and Kyrie are dogs. Is there, is what the reports are saying today? They're real good friends. They're gonna motivate each other. He's gonna be like, oh man, I'm in. He's in. He just moved from Detroit to Brooklyn. That's gotta be awesome. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna be motivated. They can win a title. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a good player, man. Well, and and I'm not saying he's not gonna do well for them. I I just don't think. What he does as a player is what mm-hmm. they needed. Is that was that missing piece that they had? You know, we're, you just said Jeff Green's been playing out of his mind. He looks great. You know, Blake Griffin is going to hit his shots. He's going to be able to score because of what you said. Those other three players attract so much attention. Right. But the problem is they need they need a big guy in the paint that can defend, and Blake Griffin's not that guy. They need a rim protector, and he's not that guy. Now there might still be somebody. In the works, you know, mm-hmm. JaVel McGee's name name has been thrown around and lots of other Drummond. strictly defensive, you know, defensive and rebounding big guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, if they don't get one of those people, I mean, who who's guarding Joel Embiid that's on right. that team? No, you know, right. if they don't get one of those people, you can, you know, Kevin Durant can get as many as he want, but Joel Embiid's going to be getting that same amount down on the other end of the court, too. So I and we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. this. It it is frightening. They're a frightening team. When you have three players like that, yeah, what three top twelve players in the league mm-hmm. on the same team? Yeah, you know it's scary. I'm gonna say this, and I tweeted this, and it, you know, it performed well in the LeBron advocate community. But like, dude, if Kevin Durant wins this title, he'll have his third big whoop, right? Right. I mean, I mean, he would have to absolutely carry them, but it's going to be, it's going to be, oh, hey, but you had to, you had to bring Harden in. You had to go play with Kyrie. Hey, me guys brought Blake in. He'll, in my opinion, he'll still yet to have a championship under his name where he wasn't a part of a, a super duper team. Yeah. Right. He really, he, he'll really yet to have one of those. Yeah. I'm not one for discounting championships, you know. Not no matter no matter how you get them. But you're right. There's people will put an an asterisk mm-hmm. on this one as they do the Warriors ones, and you know maybe you know as they do the 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 bubble championship that just happened. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of in the camp of a championship is a championship. But you're right. It doesn't. You know, it's not 
Kevin Durant's team yeah. like we thought he was going to go do after Golden State. My knock on him has always been, man, and I I never I never disliked him until I felt resentment for him in Golden State for the way that he had interrupted and disrupted the path of LeBron in his, his title and his chase for rings. My knock on him is, man, I felt so strongly that they could get it done in OKC. And you know what? They had, they had the Warriors up down 3-1 in the same year that the, that the Cavs did it to the Warriors. And, and yes, that comeback by Golden State was amazing. And yes, this is where people point at Russell Westbrook and all of his you know, imperfections and whatever. But you can't figure that out. They, already, they went to one finals. Yeah. Uh, that, that's my knock. He's like, if he did it in Oklahoma City, he would have taken my hat off, you know, shaking his hand. Hey, great work, man. But that that's my knock. But you know I'm anti KD. You know, you yeah, know yeah. I'm not anti KD. He's the best scorer I've ever seen. He's the best scorer I've ever seen play the game of basketball. Yeah. It's just that resentment. I'm yeah. an emotional fan. I've already said it twice. It is what it is. <laughs> it just is what it is. I texted going back to the nineties versus now conversation. I texted Josh Stevens, the uh probably the largest Michael Jordan advocate that that I know, and I said during either of Jordan's three peats in the nineties, did other superstars join forces on a super team to try and stop him in the Bulls, okay? And Josh said, not like today. Had teams with two all-stars, Jazz, Sonics, but players seemed more loyal to teams than players back then. And he's absolutely right. The, the, the culture, the era is completely different. But what I'm suggesting, man, is that Michael Jordan was not aware of the luxury that he had that he did not only have to worry about him and his team and their path, he, he didn't have to worry about the entire landscape of the league being like, what can, what can we do? What can we do to try and get our piece of the pie and stop this, this destructive dragon that is the Chicago Bulls? So that's all I'm saying. It's not a knock on Jordan. It's just like, you know, it's just like Le- the case. It's not LeBron's fault he didn't go to college. It's not Jordan's fault the league wasn't in the in the shape to form around him. But as a LeBron fan that wants to be able to point at every little thing here in 10 years and say, no, LeBron got him here, LeBron got him here, LeBron got him here, it's frustrating because it just feels like we're on different different platforms there. You know what I'm saying? Well, we are. And that's yeah. the thing. That's why, that's why this discussion is so fun and so hard is because yeah. it, everything – Everything besides the letters NBA are different about the league today. That's you true. Know? That's a good point. Yeah. That is, that's a great way to put it. Any final thoughts there? I mean, I think I think I covered it all. I want to get into the East, East playoff picture. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Okay. So, we've, we've covered the Nets. We, I think we go a little bit further on them. Just ridiculous offensively. Like, I've, I've watched, I mean, and here's what bothered me, and here's kind of what led some of these first conversations about the Nets. Dude, they looked like a title contender when KD wasn't playing. Like I was watching them with Kyrie and Harden, just in just in amazement. Like, man, well, these guys have it figured out on that end of the floor. They still have the best playmaker in the league, or or a top three. You Mm -hmm. know, wherever you want to put him, James Harden. Yeah. You know, maybe one of the best playmakers, offensive, uh, definitely offensive players of our generation. And so, even if you are missing that guy. You know, when you have someone like Kyrie, you have yourself who can knock down shots. You got Joe Harris who's knocked down in the corner. You know, you got all these pieces around you. James Harden's still going to find them. I mean, how many of those Houston teams did he carry to the one, two, or three seed when he was the only thing even close to an all-star? So, yeah. So, yeah, having uh, one of the greatest scorer of all time, Kevin Durant, on your team really helps. But, 
you still got James Harden and Kyrie. That's 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 the point of having three, right? Because mm-hmm. it just takes one slip up from COVID injury, something to take one of those guys away, mm-hmm. and now you're only stuck with two instead of one. And we're seeing, and we'll get to the West later, but we're seeing that with the Lakers right now. Mm-hmm. They've lost they've lost one of their one of their alphas, and and look, we'll talk about that later. So here's the thing with the Nets, and here's why I pushed back on picking them for my NBA Finals. For my NBA Finals, I actually I picked a team who was wildly underachieved in Boston. We'll see what they do this <laughs> last this last part of the year. But look, I backed up on picking the Nets when they just had Kyrie and KD, and I suggested, hey, okay, yeah, they, they might have a good chance, but are they both going to be healthy? Mm-hmm. All right, Because when have we seen that? When have we seen them both be healthy? And look, I don't wish ever for anybody to get hurt. I'm not. That's not what I want to see. I want all of them to be healthy, just like I want AD to be healthy. But, but man, the history, okay, with Kyrie and KD, it's, it's shaky. It's so shaky. Mm-hmm. And Harden, better, better in the history catalog, but his his performance in the late rounds of the playoffs, it's not strong. Mm-hmm. It's not strong at all. And so, but I didn't make that choice when Harden was there. I made that choice when Harden was still crying on the Rockets, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I they're a scary team, no doubt. And you got like you said, we got two kind of knowingly clutch performers on their team mm-hmm. from in the playoffs and Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Both both have hit huge shots before. James Harden, who is known to slough off at times during that. And so, you know, injuries COVID's going to be a big... I mean, just look at how much COVID has been a factor in this first half of the season. Yeah. You know, I, who was it? Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons just got uh, scratched from the All-Star the game barber, yesterday man. because their barber got COVID. All it takes is one thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's... Even though we, we're seeing the Nets turn into a super team, even though... You know, when AD comes back, the Lakers are still going to be the Lakers. The Clippers are still going to be the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You know, the the 76ers being good. This this playoffs is wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't feel comfortable betting on anybody to win it. Yeah. Oh, it's that's a great point. Look what happened last playoffs. Completely unlike we thought on on both sides. Right. Completely unlike we thought on both sides. So that's the Nets. We we are where we are with them. The Sixers. One of the. I want to say, I don't want to say surprising because you look at their roster, you'd be like, okay, that makes sense. The surprise has been the uh, eventual emergence of Joel Embiid that we've all been waiting on, that you've hinted at, that I think if the season ended right now, he'd win MVP. Mm-hmm. Man, he looks good. And it, it best big man in the paint that we've seen in a long time, just just utter dominance. Yeah, uh, with a good roster with Ben Simmons knowing his role and you know facilitating being a first team All NBA qual- uh, quality defender. They got Seth Curry out there spreading the floor. I, I like their roster a lot. They might be a piece away. Tobias Harris has been really good all year. Re- I feel like he's taking that step up. Doc Rivers, you know, he has a good track record on that first year with mm-hmm. new teams, and he's out there doing that. Uh, you mentioned them. What are your what are your thoughts on them? Did I cover all the bases there? Well, this is the this has been the conversation surrounding Joel Embiid's entire career. When can he make that next step? Mm-hmm. When can he put in that conditioning when so he can play the full four quarters? You know, when can he stay on the court? When can he stay healthy? And and you know, knock on wood, we're seeing it right now, and it's really fun to watch. You know, as a seven foot three, I mean, a, a center, mm-hmm. he's catching the ball at the top of the key sometimes, and 
dribble driving to the bucket, you know? Yeah. That's something we don't see. That's, I mean, that's Giannis type stuff. And so. And I think he can shoot the three better than Giannis. Yeah, no. He's like I, stepping out. I would agree. Hitting crazy threes. Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, when they, when they have that kind of that, their, their closing lineup and Ben Simmons is the only one that I wouldn't feel comfortable taking a three. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so you raise the point. Okay, Brooklyn, you can, uh, you can score all you want. Um, but what if we slow the game down a little bit mm-hmm. and just feed the big man, feed the beast inside and let Embiid average like 38 and 12? What's that What's that series going to look like? And yeah. then, and then, you know, I love the NBA so much in these seven-game series because then it's more than just – it really does come down to more than just talent. Sometimes, sometimes that outweighs everything. But, you know, Steve Nash versus Doc Rivers, come on, man. Like that, the little X's and O's that are going to sprout in mm-hmm. there, that's going to be fun. Steve Nash earn, earning his stripes, no doubt, know, in his first season. That's why I'm so conflicted because I really like him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I love Steve Nash, one of my favorite players to watch growing up in elementary school. And you know, he's he's got an awesome roster to work with. No, and I'm I'm really rooting for him as a coach because of all the the pushback he got when he got hired. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a big big controversy uh controversial issue and everything like that with the the controversial hiring so uh, it uh, it is a mm-hmm. it is a struggle between rooting for the nets and just rooting for steve nash's success well nash nash is there because durant wanted him there yeah it's it's pretty simple and you know you can do the and, and that was a real tumultuous time in our country with mm-hmm. with race relations and social justice when that happened and so those conversations can take place and there could be there could be substance on both sides but Steve Nash is the coach of the Brooklyn Nets cuz Kevin Durant wanted him to be exactly and there and there it is so we covered those two i think i think largely everyone feels like those are probably the two top teams right now but yeah. obviously Milwaukee the Milwaukee Bucks are still in the conversation. They had a Drew Holiday. Giannis uh, didn't miss a shot in the All-Star game last night. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Gian- Giannis is who he is, and I, I don't want to do the whole bit of how amazing he is and then what you got to do against him in the playoffs because that- that's worked again, so I don't want to go there, you know. But I- you, can't dis- you can't disclude them yet. You can't disclude them at all. I think they're a formidable contender out in the East. Well, and, and like anything, you know, it's not quite to the level, but when you have a player like Giannis, it's kind of like when people say, I'm not betting against LeBron until it until it happens, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, when you have somebody as dominant as Giannis is, it's kind of hard to bet against them. Now, it hasn't worked out thus far, but he's Giannis. Yeah, he is. I'm just excited. Like, just think. We're going to see one of those matchups, surely, right? We're, we're going to see Brooklyn have to deal with either Philly or Milwaukee. I, I can't wait. And that is a different landscape of Eastern Conference playoff basketball than we've seen in years. You know, like we have not seen that, that kind of juice in the East without LeBron being in it. In, in a long time, like I can't remember, you know, it might go back to like Ben Wallace's Pistons and, and those Pacers back when Tayshaun Prince and all those guys. Yeah. Um, and the Jermaine O'Neal Pacers yeah. and the Ron Artest. And I, it's going to, it's going to be interesting because, you know, the, the narrative surrounding the Bucks right now is that Giannis is your guy for the first, or Giannis is your guy until the last two minutes. Yeah. And then it's going to be, can he make that step up? Is it going to be Chris Middleton? Is it going to be Drew Holiday? Who's going to be able to be that guy in the last two minutes? And well, until they figure that out, 
you know, they're kind of SOL straight out of luck. Right. There you go. <laughs> straight out. Hey, so Nets, Sixers, Bucks. Who else would you put into this conversation as last, you know, last year there was complete surprise who won the East. Would you include anybody else in this conversation right now? Or I'm, is it really a three team race? I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not ready to count out the heat yet. Okay. I, they, they've been one of the teams that have been, um, just obliterated by COVID and injuries and, and players just not getting to play. And, um, you know, I think, I don't think we've gotten an accurate depiction of if last year during the bubble, they're playing above themselves or if they were playing, you know, as to what they really can be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not ready to count them out yet. And I'm not saying that I, they should be in, in championship talks and, and your pick to be in the finals, but I'm still keeping an eye on them throughout the, throughout the season. Nobody would have believed if you would have said, hey, at All-Star break next year, the New York Knicks are going to have a better record than the Miami Heat. Right. Unbelievable. So the Knicks are sitting there at the five seed, and the Heat are at the six. The Heat went to the All-Star break 18 and 18, right at 500. I'm like you. I'm not giving up on them. I I don't know exactly what's going on. I need to get my eyes on them a little further. But, you know, part of it has to do with that short layoff between the NBA Finals and getting the new season started. What about Boston, Cade? Where you at on them? For they are the four seed, nineteen and seventeen. Uh, you know, four, five, six, pretty tight in there. But I mean, what's going? I mean, these guys, these guys have the roster. These guys have the talent. They've got the two young guys. They got the point guard. Where where are you at on Boston? See, I don't know if they have the roster. I don't know if they do. I think uh, they're one person away. They need that heat check guy off the bench that can come in and you know get you. 15 to 18 a night. Okay. And I don't, you know, who their their top three scorers are who? Tatum, Brown, and Smart? Or Kimba. Yeah, Kimba? Probably Kimba. And you need Kimba to get healthy, yeah. you know, and, and start been, and he, start playing better. Kimba's been so shaky is what, the, is what the problem is. Yeah. It, to me, it's on him, right? He's mm -hmm. been so shaky. If he can find some consistency, then they might, they might have a shot, but... But I think I think they're that one piece away, and I don't think you want Marcus Smart thinking he's that guy. No, probably not. You you want Marcus Smart uh, focusing on defense and getting getting under the skin of the other team. Right. Okay. Out west now. The number one seed. I don't know if you picked it. I sure didn't. Out of the All Star break is the Utah Jazz, and they're they're a significant one seed, twenty seven and nine. Not playing any games this year are the Utah Jazz. Not at all. Uh, Gobert, Mitchell, and Conley just represented them in the All-Star game. They had three guys out there. Conley was a fill-in, but hey, they've, they've been formidable. And the, the large narrative that's swarming all around the NBA media is, are these guys just a regular season powerhouse, or is it going to matter You know, come, come playoff time? Where do, you, where do you sit on that? What scares me about them is, is uh, you know, and we were talking about in a seven-game series, how, how a lot of the X's and O's matters more than you know, maybe talent. Mm -hmm. But what scares me about them is when it comes down to that game seven or it comes down to that final two minutes and it's a close game, if you're staring across, if you're Donovan Mitchell staring across at LeBron or an AD or Dame or Steph Curry or Kawhi and Paul George, well, maybe not Paul George, but Kawhi, <laughs> you know, yeah. like uh, do they have, does, does Donovan Mitchell have that? kind of instinct 
that killerness to go in and, and finish the game. And we saw that he, you know, showed signs of it in the bubble, didn't quite get it done. You know, they're mm-hmm. one they're one shot away from, from making it to the next round. But it's uh you know, to have a, a closer like LeBron, Dame, Kawhi, those guys makes me feel safer in the playoffs than if it's just Donovan Mitchell. You need to see Mitchell do it. You need mm-hmm. to see him get it. I mean, they blew a 3-1 lead to Denver in the first round. Yeah. Game seven, Mike Conley had a good-looking three. If it went in, who knows what would have happened, you know. But it, it didn't. It was very close and missed. But playing playing angry this year and certainly playing playing good team ball. Uh, Phoenix really had a hot end to the first part of the season. Last month were just red hot, 8-2 and two in their last 10, going into all-star break, winning four in a row. I like this Phoenix team a lot. I really do. A lot of fun to watch. Chris Paul, it's just that guy, you know, love him or hate him. Which which side of that are you on? Just real quick, Kate. You're an Uh, anti-Chris Paul guy? I I did not like Rockets Chris Paul. Okay. I I don't, I think it was more of just a Rockets in general thing, that that Rockets era. I I don't have any problem with them outside of it, you know? Okay, so you're good with them. Yeah. Because you know know all those guys that aren't. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, get over it. Yeah. So he's he's fiery and he's passionate. You know, who cares? Yeah. A lot but of I will say, are. I was harping on Rockets, Chris Paul. I, I will fully yeah. admit the hand up for me on that one. But I'm not I'm not an anti Chris Paul guy. I just respect the way like he went to Oklahoma City. He leads the he leads the charge and he drives the ship. And look, they almost won a playoff series. And now he's in Phoenix in a better spot with his old coach from New Orleans. Uh, great young player in Devin Booker. Great young big and eight and solid role players. They picked up Crowder in the offseason. Look, I if the Lakers match up with the Suns in the playoffs, I'll be, I'll, you know, I'll be like, Ugh, we better we better come. We yeah. better come ready yeah. to go. Cause, they're, they're definitely not a team you can overlook. Right. Uh, you got the Lakers. Obviously, you know, that's another day. We, AD, AD's out, and this is, this is going to be brief. He's, he's completely going to rest until he feels like he's all the way good. As he should. And there's no reason to bring him back too soon. You got the roster you want. You got LeBron, who's still playing like the guy that he's always been. You know, get these role players more minutes, get their confidence up. And frankly, the Lakers have already fallen to the three seed. It doesn't matter how far they fall, in my opinion, especially with the lack of home court advantage in the playoffs. We'll see if that changes. I guess it it could change, but the Lakers do not care about seeding at this point. They care about Anthony Davis being healthy. Right. So if he's not, they don't win a championship. No. They just don't. Mm-mm. They just don't. So that's where I stand on the Lakers. Clippers, you know, uh, I went on your podcast, what was that, in January? Mm-hmm. We made fun of them for a while. That was fun. And, and one we of did. the one of the talking points was, hey, they had all these issues. They had all these things they wanted to think about. And guess what? They didn't do a whole lot about it. No. They didn't adjust. They didn't bring in a point guard. They, you know, they lost uh, uh, Montrezl Harrell. Mm-hmm. So and they get Ibaka. Is that an upgrade? Well, it depends on who you ask. So the Clippers sitting at the four seed at the All Star break. They're gonna do better this year. Same, worse. Well, they're gonna be in the mix. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't see them blowing another three one lead. That doesn't mean I think they're gonna go to the Western Conference Finals. That doesn't mean I think. That doesn't mean I think they're gonna go to the finals. I don't see them making those same mistakes that they did last year, but. You know, they're kind of in the same boat as Donovan Mitchell with me. That team as a whole is going to have to do it before I kind of believe in them. Mm. You know, I want to see them do it. Yeah, I like that. I, they would make me nervous just because Kawhi and PG. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my gut instinct tells me we won't see another, you know, way off P 
playoff no. experience. No, I, I don't think so. If he if he does, I'll be tweeting because that'll be hilarious and awesome. <laughs> but I I have a feeling that we won't. Like I have a feeling he'll be engaged, and Ty Lue will know how to use him better than Doc did, and who knows. But I don't want to see I don't want to see them. Frankly, all right, I'm gonna walk you through like the back half real quick. So. Dame has steadied the Blazers in that five seed, even though CJ McCollum's been out. Just a savage Dame Lillard is, man. Unbelievable. Uh, the Nuggets are at the sixth spot. And Jokic is in the top three for MVP right now with LeBron and Embiid for sure. They've been underachieving to in, yeah. in a lot of people's opinions. But, man, if you are if you were just like see the Nuggets on TV, just do me a favor and turn it on and watch Jokic for, you know, at least a half. Just watch him. Just just a pleasure watching that guy play. He's so good. So unique to watch. Uh, the Spurs at the seventh seed, who have overachieved uh, with their young guys, and Pops figured out how to use DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge in a new way. So watch the Spurs if you haven't. They're at the seventh seed. If the playoffs started today, they'd be matching up with the Suns. And then it gets kind of interesting. This is a lot of fun. I really like thinking about this, Cade. So I'm going to give you four teams, okay, okay. that I think have a shot at representing the West in the playoffs in that eight spot. You got the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans. They're all pretty close with the exception of the Pelicans being a little bit behind, but they're, they're you know... They're trending up. They're trending up with Zion mm-hmm. and some of the stuff we're seeing with him. But who do you like? Who do you like to fill that last spot? Like, or, or do you think two of them get in and bump out the Spurs? Um those are those are usually playoff teams. Yeah, it's uh, you know, the Spurs have been overachieving this year as to as to what we thought. The Mavericks have been underachieving this year as to what we thought. We had no idea what was going to happen with the Warriors. They're right there. You know, uh, selfishly, I'd love to see the Warriors get in there. I'm a I'm a big Steph Curry sure. guy. Yeah, I love Steph, um, and and I'd love to see him work that out. I don't know if they're going to though right um right you know steph isn't steph isn't necessarily that guy who can just will his team through the the regular season and i think we've seen that he's trying though isn't and, he? and he's My he's goodness. trying really hard My goodness. he's trying really hard you know what's the there's there's a playing format right is it for the yeah, seven no, and the eight no, seed uh the, the eight and the nine so right now that would be we'd be we'd be watching the mavericks and the warriors in a playing scenario with the Mavericks needing to win, just beat them once, and the Warriors needing to beat them twice. Essentially, it would be like, hey, it's game six, and the Mavericks are up 3-2. That's kind of what the scenario is. Yeah. You know, I might like the Warriors in that situation. Oh, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? So That would fun. be a fun one. I just... That would be a fun one. The organization, the organization powerhouse in the Warriors versus, you know, the new, young, up-and-coming Mavericks... That would be a lot of fun. It would. That would be a lot of fun. But if you're the Warriors, do you want do you want to make the playoffs this year? I mean, obviously you do, but like, <laughs> yeah. Would you would you, you would you just take the lower draft pick and just you know trade away? But you already got that Kings pick, right? Is it the Kings pick? They have. I think that's it. Yeah. That the Kings. Uh-huh. No, Timberwolves. Harry- it's a Timberwolves pick. Oh, because of Russell. Sorry, yeah, I thought you were doing yeah. the Harrison Barnes. Yeah, trade. no, 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 no. Yeah. It's the it's the Timberwolves pick, top three protected. Uh, and the Kings are third last in the West right now. So looking out east in that scenario, the playoff game right now would be the Raptors and the Bulls. The playing scenarios, Raptors, Bulls right now. And see, I think I would take the Raptors in that too. I feel like in situations like that where it's really do or die, uh-huh. 
and maybe this is maybe this is not a good way of thinking of it, but I feel like the organization as a whole, the coach, the people who have been there before, been under that pressure. I feel like I want to take oh. them over over maybe the talent, the more talented team. Absolutely. And the Bulls are not the more talented team or the more you know or the better organization in that. But no doubt, know. Nick Nurse, man. Yeah. No doubt, Nick Nurse. Okay, so you okay, so you're going. What Mavericks Warriors? Like seven eight, or what are you doing? You, yeah, you, yeah, you no. You let yeah. the Grizzlies in, or no? No, I don't think so. You leaving the Spurs in? No, I think the Spurs will drop out. So you've got, where you go? Six Nuggets. You want the you want the Warriors in. You want the Mavs in. So yeah. you're trading the Spurs for the Warriors to get it. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, yeah. That, that would be my. That's what I want. Here's the thing with the Pelicans. They're starting to figure it out on offense. They're still not getting it figured out on defense and so until they do that i think it's going to be a while yeah and you hear a lot of weird stuff with you know uh, stan van gundy mm-hmm. out there like what's this guy doing you they're know? trying i mean yeah. they, like yeah. I, I think he's trying different you know uh he's trying different things on as far as the x's and o's go right and uh you know it's not working so far but but zion has fully emerged now you know in the beginning of the year I was kind of like, oh, Zion, mm-hmm. is he going to be the guy that we thought he was going to be? And he's not looking good, and now he's looking phenomenal. Yeah. They started using him in a different way. Got to start in the All-Star game last <laughs> night because yeah. Embiid's barber got COVID. You yeah, know? so <laughs> it, went, it, it went really quick. I mean, a quick 180 from, ooh, I don't know about I don't know about Zion. Can he do it to look at him go, yeah. you know? Yeah, Listen, been, I listened to him on JJ Reddick's podcast the other day, and Zion's a cool guy, man. Really thoughtful, really poised, down to earth. I'm, I'm, I'm in his corner for sure. I wanna, I wanna see him do well. Yeah. All right, Kane. MVP conversation. You have to pick one, okay? Like you, you've got to make a significant bet on how this, this last part of the regular season plays out and who, who gets it. And I'm, you know what? I'm not even gonna give you the three choices. I'm just gonna, fr- I'm gonna frame it to you like that. Who do you? Who do you think? I'm taking claimed? I'm taking Joel Embiid. Okay. Because I think who is the favorite right now? No doubt. Yeah. Who who's the favorite to win it? Would win it right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Bar, barring something happening injury wise or um, COVID wise, which I mean he's going to be sitting out for a couple weeks now, but I think they're going to be the team. You know the, what? The top three. Joel, I would say I would say LeBron Embiid, and Jokic. Uh huh. And and LeBron and Jokic could be in a particular order depending on. Who you ask? The, right. the AD thing, man. I was wrong. I'm, I'll, I'll, I was wrong on this. Okay, when AD went out, I was like, okay, opportunity. If the Lakers can keep winning and LeBron keeps being awesome, it's mm-hmm. gonna just propel him further in the MVP. But that that didn't happen. Like the load has been different. The units have been different, and they've lost. They they haven't been great. And so that that didn't happen. So I would argue that he's in third. Jokic's problem is the the Nuggets are the six seed. Yeah. And you need you know you need to be higher up. You need to yeah. be a top two seed, arguably. So, but yeah, Lakers three and seven in their last ten. Yeah, exactly. Ugly yeah. finish. And you know, like we just talked about with the Lakers, you know, it's they're gonna coast out the rest of the season, get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and and then turn it on from there. And so LeBron's gonna be losing there. Like you just said, with Jokic and the Nuggets, they're yeah. the sixth seed, you know, and and the MVP MVP voters don't usually reward that, and so I think I think it's going to be Embiid. Right. Okay, I, I agree with you. That if I had to bet, that's 
that's where I'd place it. I think there's still there could be a scenario in in April. 80s back, the Lakers string four or five together, LeBron goes crazy. It has time to shift, right? right? Like, say they take over the one seat again. I don't know if that's going to happen. They've got to start They've got to start considering resting him, which good luck convincing him of that. Right. Now, he's, not, he's not too interested in any of that. But, the, the, okay, here's something I didn't think about until recently. The playoffs don't start on the usual timetable. They're starting later, and I can't figure this out. Because there's less games. But something with the timetable, well, it's that they started in December. That's right. what it was, instead yeah. of October. Yeah. So, but I'm excited about it because instead of the finals ending like late, uh, mid June, like June 19th, like they did in 16, they end later July, like July 15th, 16th, somewhere. So we get basketball all summer, man. Yeah. We get basketball all summer. And that'll be exciting to, because usually those June weeks, are the busiest weeks when it comes to for, our, our schedule. Yeah, you know, for like for college age people, yeah, yeah. If you're doing a camp, if you're being a counselor, whatever you're doing, right. it's brutal, man. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Yeah, I remember those days. But are they, do you, are they going back to a bubble? Do you think? I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it because this vaccine is getting out and more people are getting the shot and you know the the results are looking good. The C, uh, the CDC's like, hey, you're safe if you've got it, and mm-hmm. everything's. Li- I I think it'll be closer to normal than not. And I bring up the playoff crowds earlier. It's like maybe there will be crowds. We don't know. How great would that be? Be awesome. Be awesome. And you know, yeah. Oh man, I, I can't mean, I imagine. think we're seeing in some you know college stadiums the 25 percent thing, and it's not blowing up in our faces. Yeah. You know, so and and that was how the NFL was too, and you know basketball arenas. Um, I don't know why there couldn't be a twenty-five percent crowd yeah. at, at the NBA playoffs. Why not? I'm looking at uh, looking, and I've hit a wall because I'm not a professional health worker. But I was looking at going to Lakers Mavericks April twenty-fourth in, uh, in Dallas. So, but Let's I'm hope hoping I'm hoping, crossed right. Yeah, I'm hoping they change it from it being. Hey, you got to be a professional health worker. I didn't go to Covenant School of Nursing. You know what I mean, Kate? <laughs> yeah. I knew some people that did, but I, that wasn't me, you know? So. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be further from me. <laughs> yeah, that's not me, brother. That's, yep. Yeah. But yeah, I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you updated on that one. Um, but yeah, okay. So, your finals. I have two questions. One, do you want the Brooklyn Nets to fail? And two, who's your finals matchup? You know, at this point, I and at this point in my life, I don't really have allegiance to a team i know and that's why i asked you i yeah. should have prefaced it like that like i appreciate that you are pretty neutral as an nba fan you still follow it you know really closely like not having this emotional you know chain like i do inside of me that i that i walk around with yeah which is fun but that's why i ask you like okay neutral third parties you want brooklyn to fail because that's what i think about when i wake up in the morning kid it, it's like i want to see good basketball yeah you know and 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 it's tough for me because I do I am a Kevin Durant fan, I'm not a James Harden fan. Okay. And so usually I can swing on who I'm rooting for by you know the players on the team. Can't do that right now because of that that struggle. And so I'm rooting for good basketball. I mean, if it's the Lakers and the Nets in the finals, I'm rooting for LeBron to get his fifth. Gotcha. Um, and that's what you want to not not LeBron getting his fifth, but like if if someone handed you a menu, hey, here you go, man, pick pick the NBA Finals right. for this July. Is that who you'd pick? Yes, I mean Nets Lakers, right? Yeah, Nets Sixers would be a nice second choice, mm-hmm. right? Well, 
in the next six, Nets Sixers oh, Eastern me. Conference Lakers Finals. Sixers. Yeah. Excuse me, Lakers Sixers. Would that be the second best choice? I would say so. I I don't know. I kind of like to watch LeBron and Giannis AD okay. go at it. Okay. That would be fun. You know, yeah. before before LeBron gets too too old. Yeah, that that would be a fun matchup too. I'd have to I'd have to you know think on that a little more. Okay. Um, what if it's not the Lakers? What kind of what kind of menu what kind of menu option is the most appealing? Man, I how don't about know. how about Sixers Clippers? Doc having to duel with his old team and Ty look, that would be fun. And looking across like, hey, you guys figured it out without me. Oh well, guess what? I figured it out over here with these guys. Remember <laughs> yeah. what Brett Brown did with them? Not this. That one would be kind of fun. That one would be kind of fun. Yeah. And that's another thing with the Jazz. Like I'm thinking, like, all right, what I what I want the Jazz to be here. Who would I like to see the Jazz against? They're just kind of, eh. yeah, you know, like they're they're playing great. Don't get me wrong, but they're just kind of, eh. yeah. Do I, do I'm sure you've heard some of those guys we listen to compare them to the 14 Spurs as yes. far as they play ball. Yes, so I can respect that with them, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. Like they move it and share it, and it's not too. Hey, Mitchell has to shoot this. I really like watching Mitchell, and he's. He's up there for sure, and he and he's getting there. He's making the climb. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, I'm with you. I'm not picking them to right. watch, and I'll and I'll go as far as say this: they're, you know, they're the 2015, 2016 Atlanta Hawks in my opinion. They're they're that really really good team that's probably going to get bounced in the second round. Yeah, I re, I feel that way. Yeah, and I might be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'll get on here and be like, hey, I was wrong on the Jets. But yeah. they're not a West. They're, they're they're not going to the Western Finals. I think it'd be really cool. And this is my this is my Chris Paul fandom coming out, but I think it'd be really cool for the Suns to make a run. Absolutely, I would enjoy that. Absolutely, it, you know, I think even if it was maybe at LeBron's expense, it would still be like, all right, well, you know, he's out, but look at this, we still got this going. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that would be a really fun run. A young team, Chris Paul finally gets, you know, finally gets some I don't know, credit, mm-hmm. and uh, the Suns would be fun and. The Sixers is the pick for them, right? To go up against them. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, that would be yeah. Because you got Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, them two kind of dueling it out. Aiton and uh, Joel Embiid. That'd be fun. You know, and and Aiton's still pretty raw, so that might that that's gonna favor Joel Embiid a lot more than I think a lot of people think. Yeah. But you know, and Chris Paul just you know still doing Chris Paul things. Oh man, yeah. And never been to a finals. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's never been to a finals, so there's. There's that. Nuggets, I think they're still a couple steps away, right? And it's unfortunate the way Jokic is playing right now. It feels mm-hmm. like there's a window. Uh, MPJ, he's he's a year or two away. I think I I really think the Nuggets can win a title this decade. I, I just don't think I don't think this is the year. I they're close. Well, and and you know they have Jamal Murray who played out of his mind mm-hmm. in the bubble and you know they kind of expected him to be better than he was this year i just i don't know what they were thinking thinking that mpj could be that third guy for them you know he came out of he came out of high school very highly recruited yeah you know played uh, maybe a handful of games in college then missed his whole entire rookie year mm-hmm. so this is his really second year of playing ball in the NBA. And this is really his second year of playing ball in the last five years, you know? And so it's yeah. like little gamble. I, yeah. It, it's already such a jump from high school or college to the NBA. And now, now expecting him to come in and take that number three role, I think is a little much, a little, a little too much to ask from him. 
He's not a LeBron. No, he's not. You know, he's and not. I think he has potential. It's a stock. No, I, and I it's agree. A, it's a stock that's going to be worth something in three or four. You mm-hmm. know, and they're in year two, so yeah, it might be five or six. You never know. But man, he has spurts where you're like, okay, look, look, superstar. You know, but it's just so it's so inconsistent. It's so inconsistent. So teams you're saying can make it to the finals. You said the Lakers. You put the Suns in there. You hedged on the Jazz. Said not yet. Clippers. You said okay, I could see them. Uh, that's probably it. I don't think you're gonna put Dame in there. No. Dame Dame's gonna Dame's loyal to the soil, man. He's not gonna leave. We're not gonna see Dame on another no, team. Yeah. We're just gonna see him grind it out in the playoffs and hit half court shots and do his thing. And you know what? We love you for that, Dame Lillard. And he's gonna be the most beloved trailblazer to ever play the game by the time he finishes, no matter if he gets a championship or not. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that's what he's gonna do. Hey, I'm just gonna say this to the Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Jazz. Look. You got a window? You better go ahead and do what you can now before the Warriors are fully loaded next year. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Because I mean, they, dude, they play defense. Like, they've figured it out. They've got these young guys rolling. I think Wiseman is going to be really special. And with Clayback, Steph is insane. Like, Steph, he is he is just remarkable. And wins the three-point contest last night. Yeah. Hits a, you know, him and Dame were amazing in the All-Star game, too. But man, when when Clay's back, they're gonna be. I'm convinced. Like they're gonna be formidable. Yeah, they're gonna be formidable for and, sure. And who knows what comes from that from that pick too? Oh my God! Yes, that's right. That's right. And they, still, they could trade it. They could do all kinds of th- either. You know, there, there's a lot. There's a lot that can happen. Okay, while we're dancing around this topic here, are you are you on Team Dame or Steph? Because that has been a mm-hmm. a big theme yeah. to uh, to this to this NBA season. Last, I want to say it was August. I I remember saying like, "Hey, you remember when Dame was doing what he was doing, mm-hmm. and ended ultimately matched up with the the Lakers, and they won all eight games." I remember saying to guys like you, I might have said it to you. I think I would pick Dame over Steph. Like I think I'd pick Dame over Steph. Now, granted, recency bias is powerful. Right. Steph had missed that whole year essentially, <laughs> and and we hadn't seen Steph. Now. This is such a fun debate. This is so it cool. It really that, is. This is so cool that we're getting to witness this, you know, at the age that we're at. But, man, I, I don't know if I say that with as much confidence as, as I've seen Steph do what he's done this year mm-hmm. and just effortlessly win the three-point contest. And I don't know, man. I I don't know. Who are you on? Are you, have you have you picked a camp yet? I'm I'm Steph. Okay, you're on Team yeah, Steph. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, here's the thing. I think uh, – and. and just the overall, I love Steph's personality, the the chemistry appeal that he brings. He he's so happy out there, mm-hmm. you know. And and Dame's a bulldog. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I like that kind of the laid back. You know, if uh if another dude on Steph's team winds up hitting the game winning shot, you'd have never known because he's jumping around just as much as. And not to say Dame wouldn't, mm-hmm. but I think the overall chemistry, leadership, I I enjoy the the leadership quality Steph brings to the table more than maybe Dame does. I got you. And also too, Steph's done it. Mm-hmm. Now he had he had help. He had more help than Dame's ever gotten, but he's still done it. He's done it. He's done it. And if okay. Say Dame was on the Warriors in the same spot Steph was always in, does Dame does Dame have three right now? Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a kind of a stupid question, but yeah. I think it's kind of fun. I think I think he does. I think 
Does Dame know, have the, the does, interesting thing is does does Kevin Durant go to that team if Dame's on the Warriors right there? Great, yeah. So weird. I don't think so. Yeah, it's so weird to think about. I don't think so because Dame's more a little more ball dominant than Steph is. Needs the ball in his hands more. Here's the other thing. Dame's a little bit better on on the ball defensively. Mm-hmm. Like is Cleveland still bullying the point guard on the on the switch the whole series like they did Steph? Like right. are they looking at Dame like hey Kyrie? Let him, you know, get the switch, go go kill him. Because that's what they did to Steph all game six and right. all games. That's how Kyrie hit the shot, mm-hmm. right? The pick and switch, let's go attack Curry. Are they doing that to Dame? Because Dame doesn't Dame doesn't back down no, on defense, no. you know? And like you just said, he's a bulldog. You yeah. know? He, he's, yeah. he's still right there. And, uh, yeah, I don't. But this feels, this feels, you raise the question, and it feels like one of those that we're going to look back in at 2030 or 2040, the year, and think, man, we watched Dame and Steph. Yeah. You know how some people older than us talk about Magic and Larry. Right. And we're going to talk about LeBron and Durant. We're going to talk about LeBron and Curry. Uh, and then Curry and Dame. Like, there, there's all these, the league is in such a good spot. I don't, people, really people who think it's slipping are crazy because the amount of talent and, and uh, scoring that we're seeing is is unbelievable yeah and i know i started with hey man you we had a league of duos and you got harden goes and ruins it that's gonna happen right it's gonna happen it's still so fun it was just a really sweet spot there for a second like as soon as Kawhi, it happened when Kawhi made his choice because mm-hmm. if you remember we all thought Kawhi was joining lebron and ad right which would have been a nasty power imbalance <laughs> which would have been disgusting right, right. The Lakers would still be the one seed right now, and everyone would be like, it's just an inevitability till the Lakers win again. But no, I'm glad he went to the Clippers because you had those two in, in, in the Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George. And you had AD and LeBron. And then essentially you would have had the Warriors with Clay and Steph, right? And then in Boston you had Jalen and Jason. And in Philly you had Ben and Embiid. And the Raptors had their guys. And you could pick, two, pick whichever two you want. Uh, the only exception was Giannis was kind of – Kind of by himself when you can sit, you think about it like that, right? Who did I forget? I had surely I forgot one. Uh, Houston, Houston had Harden and Westbrook. Yeah, he had Harden and Westbrook. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there was an awesome power. Did you say Miami with Butler, I, I, Butler I and Bam. Butler and Bam. So that was even before we knew what Bam was going to be. So mm-hmm. I didn't mention him. But it was just sick, like looking around. Oh, this is fun. Right. There's not one. There's not one like huge monster that we're all afraid of. Like who's going to do it? Right. And it ended up. It ended up being LeBron and AD, which but you think preseason? Nobody, nobody was calling. Nobody Lakers. was. It was all Clippers. Yeah, nobody was confidently saying LeBron and AD were going to get it done, and also no one was saying the Miami Heat were going to win the East. So, well, in, in spite of the Brooklyn Nets, when's the last time we've seen the potential for this much parity in the NBA? Are you saying when was the last time? When was the last time? You know. You could list out four teams and be like, yeah, they could win the championship. Right. Or four teams in each conference almost. Right. So you're saying remove the Nets and let's see. Or before no, I'm saying in spite, in spite yeah. of the super team that they've yeah. built. Okay, so let's go back in time. So um, 19, Kevin Durant was still on the Warriors. 17, same. 16. Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, yeah. Warriors, Cavs. You know? Yeah. And then you go before that, LeBron was in Miami, who they were always considered, if not a title favorite, the Spurs were. Right. Um, before that, I would I would guess that. Well, and then before that, Boston had the big three. Boston and Kobe and, Kobe and Kobe's and team was gross. You know, yeah. like 
I mean, I remember hearing a story about the, the that Lakers Celtics with the big three on the Celtics and mm-hmm. and and uh, Kobe and Powell on the Lakers and Doc Rivers made each uh, in the finals after they had lost. He made each player bring like ten grand and they all bagged it up, put it in the ceiling tiles in the Lakers <laughs> yeah. locker room and said, you know, when we're in the finals playing these guys next year, you guys can have your money back or something like that because because. That's awesome. Everybody knew it was going to be them, them two again. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. You know, and it's a little younger, so I'm excited to be able to kind of capture these memories as we get older, and I can do this through the 2010s and then through the 2020s. But, you know, like 06, like the Suns had a really good team that probably should have done it, but, you know, the Lakers and the Spurs were still formidable, and then who'd the Spurs play? The, who'd the Spurs play? The Pistons play? So the were pi- around there, the, right? So out east, the Pistons, the Cavs, like the Pacers. I bet out east it was it was kind of a question mark between the Magic uh, 06 and 0506 and 07, mm-hmm. right? Dwight's Magic. Right. And that's when LeBron like did it in 07. He got through. That's what I was talking about earlier. Like, oh, LeBron got through. We better do something. You know? Right. <laughs> the chosen one is here. But I, it's a good question. And this might be, you know, hindsight being 2020. But I really do think, you know, it's Laker or uh, – Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs. Then, essentially, Spurs, Heat, Spurs, Heat, Spurs, Heat. Mm-hmm. Then, Boston, Lakers, Boston, Lakers, Boston, Lakers. And so, like, this year's kind of fun. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and last year was fun. Right. Last year was a lot of fun. You remember how bad the Lakers were in those first eight games in the bubble? Not not good at like, all. Like, we, we were nervous, man. Right. Oh, man. And so, last year... When the duos were still intact, it was a lot of fun, and and so yeah, there there I appreciate you bringing that perspective forward. That hey, look, even though Brooklyn has what they have, we don't we don't know for sure. Me mm-hmm. and you raised all the points why Milwaukee and Brooklyn, I mean, excuse me, Milwaukee and Philly could give them problems. So it's in a fun spot, man. Yeah, it's in a fun spot. So Lakers, Nets. Yeah. Okay. I hope so. I think so too. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Lakers, Philly. Yeah, but your prediction your prediction is Lakers, Nets. Yeah. Okay. All right, there we did it. We went through midseason NBA checkpoint. I think the playoffs start in like May. So, man, there's going to be a little bit more time off between March Madness and NBA playoffs this year. That'll but, be good. Yeah, I think the Masters are on schedule, so that's that's good. Kate Kilo, tell tell everyone where to find find your podcast and, and plug anything else you'd like to. Yeah, we're on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anything you listen to podcasts on. The Presidential the, Suite. The Presidential Suite. Suite spelled S-U-I-T-E, I believe. That's not 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 like a candy. Right. Not like the sweet tarts, but like the nice room at the hotel. Right. Right. Exactly. Sweet life with Zach and Cody kind yes, of thing. Yes, precisely. Uh, you know, me and uh, Noah just did a, a podcast on Survivor. Nice. I think we're gonna we're gonna keep down that road a little bit and, and continue on with sports and and but keep going down the Survivor road because that's been an obsession Is of there, ours. Recently. Are y'all covering a new season of Survivor? Or are you talking like just classic Survivor? Just classic Survivor okay. stuff. Like like the last episode we did a a non winners legend season. You know, we drafted kind of you oh, know cool. like who who would we who we would want to see. Yeah. Um. So that's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm on Twitter, K sixty four Cade with a C. That's a so, yeah. Awesome. Hey man, I appreciate you jumping in here with me and, and going down all these rabbit trails. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Hey, and don't remember, don't forget, do remember, don't forget that LeBron after he wins a championship, everything changes. Right. That's the summary. <laughs>
That's the summary of today. Yes, sir. Keegan Stewart Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Follow on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple. Rate and review. Tell us what you think. We appreciate you listening. We'll be back with you for some more content coming very soon. God bless.